If you are in your 20s hoping there is more to life than boys and Bacardi, you are in the right place. Katie Ballmer has been a keynote speaker to over 60 colleges nationwide, encouraging 20-somethings to realize their worth, find their calling, and not date dirtbags. But seriously, Katie is an author, viral TikTok creator, wife, mom of two girls, and your adopted aunt that you never knew how bad you needed. Ready to have some real conversation tackling the hottest topics? This is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. Hey, Kinsley. Hey, Katie. This little lady I found on the interwebs, on Instagram to be exact. And I was like, wait, she is talking to young women about finding a healthy confidence. And mm-hmm. I love it. And you're also creating fun and ridiculous and truth bombable reels, which I think oh, yeah. is all so important. <laughs> so I'm like, you're my soul sister who is 22. Can we be friends? And she said, yes. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. That's it. That's how we are. That's pretty much that. That's my version of what went down. Anyways, Kinsley, I'm so excited that you're here. No, I so appreciate you even asking me to be here. This is really, really cool. Yes. Okay. So we mentioned you have about five jobs. Uh, so a little quick recap about all the things you are doing in the world. Yeah. I mean, I went to school for occupational therapy assisting and got my degree and got my license in that, worked in that for a little bit. Um, But I've come to learn that getting a college degree does not always guarantee a job. And so now I'm actually doing home organizing part-time. I teach violin lessons part-time. I do social media training part-time. I do network marketing part-time and a couple other things here and there. And you sleep Uh, on the other part, part, part (laughs) part-time. Yes. I also sleep part-time. That is one of my things as well. (laughs) And you're a newlywed? I am a newlywed. We just had our first year anniversary. Love it. That was pretty exciting. Along with trying to figure out career and everything, you're also trying to figure out marriage. So that's another part-time job in and of itself. Right? No idea. (laughs) Yeah. You're doing all the things. And where are you geographically? I'm in Colorado. Okay. Colorado. Nice. Yes. Okay. So I love all of this. And one of the things that you talk about on social media that certainly caught my eye and I love what you're doing and the conversations that you're having is helping young women have a healthy confidence. Yes. My social media, if you go straight onto my page, your first impression will probably be, wow, like her face is all over this (sighs) Instagram account and she makes a ton of reels. She just makes a ton of reels. And my goal with my Instagram specifically is to create a space of vulnerability, really. If you are watching my content, you're watching my stories, I will be okay with not having a filter. I will be completely honest and tell you, hey, I'm not feeling super comfortable coming on filter free, but that's the reality. And so that's what I'm here to represent. Um, and then my reels, we were talking about our truth bomb and reels yeah, <laughs> that we love got it. going on. I will be totally okay to call girls out and be like, hey, if you're struggling with this, I've been there. I've been in that crap and I'm okay with bringing that to light. We're not here to hide anything, especially when it comes to insecurities about beauty, insecurities about what we're doing with our lives or our singleness or our relationship or anything like that. So it really is bringing that reality into social media because social media is very very fake covered in uh covered in filters covered in all these things to make it look pretty um but then also with bringing the reality into it i want to help girls or women really learn how to find healthy confidence within themselves to be 
who God created them to be. They don't have to fake anything. They don't have to make their lives look perfect. They can just show up as themselves. That's what I want to promote. (laughs) And I think that you're doing that very well. No, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I try. You said something that struck out this filtered world we live in in social media, and and that's true, but I do see some healthier conversations, and I'm wondering if you saw this too. Something I noticed in the height of quarantine is, you know, we would see newscasters in their living room with their slippers on and, you know, actors and actresses just just behind the scenes, more behind the scenes than we've ever seen before and, you know, unpolished Mm -hmm. without the makeup artists and all that stuff because we were forced to kind of be, you know, uh, apart and unfiltered, so to speak. And then around Mm -hmm. the same time, the, you know, TikTok growth and that it's kind of jive. It's, it's jam is these unpolished, you know, quick, short segment videos of (laughs) just whatever. Um, yes, of course there's a polish too. And yes, there's a filters too, but, um, I have found, and, and I know that none of us are completely authentic, but I have found better conversations as it relates to online in the, in the recent years. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I, w- I would definitely agree. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, I think that coming from the state of maybe being a high school girl, a high school girl isn't really going to care too much about, oh yeah, I can see that the whatever has to work from home and there's not as much pretty lighting or whatever. Um, But then also, I do, here's something that I just thought of. I think a huge reality check was also kids having to stay home and do school at home. Yeah. That was also, also very huge. Um, College kids, especially, they were like, you know what? The glamour of college and getting to go to all the parties and dress up and do all the things can't happen anymore. And that was a huge reality check for a lot of college kids. Whereas, I was homeschooled for part of my life. So for me, I was just like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's how I grew up. That's how, that's how it is. Sorry, that's reality check. <laughs> but yeah, I do, do think it helped it bring it to light. But now, I mean, social media was really made to show the highlights of your life. And now with quarantine being almost over, people are out doing the things again. It's just reignited and re-sparked, I really do think. Yeah, there's so much to be said about that. Even I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and I do this myself. I think that everyone does, but like, you know, I think about, oh, well, what if we didn't move when we still lived in our same small town? Or what if we bought a house over on this suburb instead? Or, or what if, what if, what if? And mm-hmm what I'm doing is I'm looking at the friends I know that did buy in the suburb and the friends that did stay in the small town. And I think about what would my life be like if, and I'm seeing the highlight reel, not the reality. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation Mm -hmm. with a friend about this who lived um, where we moved from. And she's like, I mean, yeah, there's good, but there's also bad, like as with anywhere that you would live on the entire Mm -hmm. globe. And it it was just, um, for me, like a reminder of a reality of like, yeah, but also this and this, you know, like there's, there's also, there's good and there's bad, no matter where you live, no matter where you go to school, no matter uh, who you date, no matter like everything, there's going to be good and bad. And we, we see, oh, but their life is perfect and their location is perfect and their weather is perfect. You saw one picture on one day yeah. from 15 seconds. Yeah. Let me tell you about this analogy I kind of talked to my husband about one night. You know, the saying the grass is always greener on the other side. But I was telling him, I was like, people say that people will say bluntly like a fact, the grass is greener over there. When in reality, you're on the other side of the hill, you can't see what's over there. 
Yeah. You are imagining it up in your head to have the most beautiful, bright green with trees for shade, the most gorgeous flowers just growing naturally from the ground. You are imagining all the perfection when in reality, you can't see it. You might get to the top of the hill and you might go move there, go to your dream location and see that the grass is kind of brown. Right. <laughs> like You don't actually know. And I think that's so interesting about us as humans is we always long for what we don't have. Yeah. When I was a kid, I wanted curly, curly hair. I had the straightest hair ever. And my mom would always tell me, we always wish for what we don't have. And it's just so true. Even from a, such a young age, wanting different hair that I thought was the most beautiful hair in the whole world. It, it doesn't stop. As we become adults, we just always want bigger and better things, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just really, really interesting. No. And I'm thinking, you know, there's the saying, it's not always greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. But also mm. what a shame that we're not enjoying where we are. We're not enjoying the kind of brown kind of grass, kind of green grass. <laughs> we're not enjoying <laughs> the, the college that we go to that's kind of perfect and kind of has flaws. The relationship, the hair, the, um, the location everything we choose is going to be kind of good and kind of bad. Um, and what a shame to be like, oh, but theirs is better, but theirs is better. I'm talking to myself here too, because I'm, I'm the worst at like, oh, but what if we did this? Or what if we bought here? Or what if we moved there? Or what, if, uh, <laughs> what if we did that sport instead of this sport? And like, but what if I just enjoyed exactly where we are? And yes, yeah. try and make the best decisions. But when you make them, just enjoy them. So Yep. Yep. <laughs> that was I a fun little that. rabbit trail. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I can totally relate to you on that. It all does tie in though, because how are we gonna how are we gonna become satisfied with where we are? Yeah. How? Yeah. That's a great question because does anyone truly know how? Or are we all just trying to figure it out? <laughs> Let's be honest. We are, yeah. And one of the conversations you're having is helping young women have that healthy confidence. And as we just said, that's part of being okay in your circumstances and your surroundings and, you know, where you are and what you're doing. So I guess, um, let's unpack that a little bit. You said essentially that's kind of rooted in becoming who God created you to be. I'd love for you to tell me more. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, from my personal experience at such a young age, I remember I was homeschooled up until sixth grade. And I went to public school in sixth grade and I didn't know anybody. Everybody knew each other. I didn't know anybody. But that was my first real experience with how do I fit in? How, how can I change who I am so that I'm more likable? And I fell into the pit of, well, I'll just be more like these girls and then they'll like me. Well, that didn't work out. So now I'll just go be like these girls and they'll like me. That didn't work either. Oh, maybe I'll try to be like the popular girls so that the guys will like me. Well, that didn't really work out either. I'm not gonna lie. And then that I that cycle, I went through that cycle over and over again through going to a different school in seventh grade, going to a different school in eighth grade, being homeschooled again, and then going and um, working in high school with a bunch of adults. Because when I was ho homeschooled, all the kids were in school and I was out working <laughs> with all the adults. And so trying to like not be that immature teenager, I wanted to be like the adults and be respected by them. And just that cycle of people pleasing. Honestly, I would never have consider considered myself a people pleaser until 
finally really finding who I was in Christ and who God created Kinsley to be and looking back and being like, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time trying to get people to like me, trying to fit in that I I never even got to show the people who were potential friends who I was. So I think that the whole point of finding out who God has created you to be is to first say, hey, you got to stop wasting time on trying to be like the other people you admire. Yeah. It's totally okay to admire somebody for their how good they are at a sport, how great they are at an instrument, how good they are at talking to people. Like, But if you're going to try to force yourself to be something that you're not, you're just going to waste your time and you could lose out on making those friends <laughs> or in my situation, making those friends that you could you were seeking that acceptance from anyway. Um, so my goal is really to reach out and see see those girls, see those women for who they are and not faking it anymore. Because now I can see, I, it's really easy for me to pinpoint and be like, you're not, you're not being yourself. This is difficult for you. You're trying to keep up with this conversation and you can't because it's not, it doesn't come naturally. You're not really being yourself. And that ultimately comes to being okay and accepting the grass that you're at, <laughs> being okay and accepting with who you are, how you look, if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, like I, even people with their personality of, wow, I'm, wow, I'm way too extroverted. I really need to chill or I'm way too introverted. I need to get out there is not even accepting what your natural intentions are. And of course, like I'm all about challenging yourself to be better and, you know, learn new things, but who who are you? If, if you and I were to sit down and have a conversation, could you be honest and actually tell me things that you struggle with and the things that you're actually pretty confident in? Because a lot of people even shy away from those two things as well. Yeah. So it all comes down to who you are and who God made you to be. Sorry, I just like, I'm going to no. go off on a rant right there. That's, that's I, all it. <laughs> I love every bit of it. And I'm, I'm thinking of, I heard a quote sometime about how, like, we're all an instrument. Um, and, you know, th- it all plays a part. It all plays a part in the symphony. And how crazy would it to be like, oh, the flute is better. Oh, the cello is better. All the, like, they're all important and they all play a role. And, you know, I think yeah. that sometimes we, it's like jealousy versus celebration. So instead of, oh my gosh, they're so skinny and they live in Maui. Like, great. Like, celebrate for them. Like, they can be skinny and live in Maui, but that doesn't mean that you're wrong. It doesn't mean you're less than, you know, like, just let them live their lives. Like, it's okay. We can be different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that can even come into uh, relationships too. Like, oh, they're married. They must have it all figured out. And I'm stink and I'm still single. That's just not true. Just because somebody's in a relationship does not mean that you are less than because you're not as well. Yeah. So this is making me think about how sometimes we don't really even know who we are. So, you know, we might hear like, okay, well, this is cool. Yeah. I want to be myself, but who am I? I actually Mm -hmm. just a second ago got off a mentoring call with a young lady who had just gone through a breakup and you know, it was a long-term relationship. And she said that she looked at herself in the mirror and she realized she didn't even know who she was anymore. And wow. that's not the first time I had heard that. And I, I wonder, like, are there tips? Are there, is there something that maybe you have found as you have worked with young women? Um, like, mm-hmm. how do we know who we are? How do we know what lights mm-hmm. us on fire? How do we know that we're taking steps to figure out who is that 
beautiful reflection looking back at us. I don't think there's one way to necessarily go about it, but I do think a really great strategy for that is making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who want to know you. Yeah. Um, and then asking them, that's, that's always been my advice is like, who, who knows you and who have you been vulnerable, vulnerable with outside of a relationship? Cause I think that's super important and asking them, cause they'll yeah. be honest with you. If they love you, they'll be honest with you. Yeah. Hearing that can sometimes be really hard and be like, I didn't even realize that about myself. Yeah. Honestly. But then also you need to take the time to figure out what you like and what you enjoy. Because if you find yourself as a total busy bee or a complete people pleaser, you're never going to be able to figure out what you're firmly believing in or what you actually enjoy because you're spending way too much time for other people or to just busy your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my personal way to go about that because that can be a very scary situation to be in and like not even realize who you are. Right. But that's where I think it's super important to surround yourself with people who love you and want to know you because those are the people you can fall back on. No. Yeah. I was saying, I think that that's great advice. I always say just like take a minute from all the things and put it on the calendar. Like, let me take a week and just discover, like take myself out on dates, like get creative, decide if I like walking or painting or dancing or like, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And you might not like any of that, but at least you narrow some stuff down and you start, exactly. to kind of, yeah, start to kind of understand what sets your soul on fire, so to speak. And I love what you also said about asking other people. I had kind of an aha moment several years ago, my husband and I were, it was like the new year's and we we're looking like, you know, all the big goals for next year, blah, blah, blah. And I remember telling him, yeah, like one of the things I, you know, want to be known for or passionate about is helping young women. And at Mm -hmm. the time I was literally involved up to my ears in homeless ministry. Hmm. Great. Cool. Good job, Katie. But nothing (laughs) like what I'm doing now is what I feel like I was created to do. Uh, Mm. and, And I said that and I knew that, but there was nothing in my life that attested to that. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. Just a quick note to let you know that we have swag. If you enjoy this podcast, if it has enriched your life in any way, you support me and all the behind the scenes that goes into creating these episodes by shopping my online store. I made it super easy for you. The link is right in the notes in this episode. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, or wherever it is, simply scroll down and get your shop on. Truth for Your 20s listeners can use promo code TRUTH to get 10% off at checkout. On the internet, a lot of times I get called an adopted mom, a big sis. My favorite title is a cool aunt, but however you think of me, I do care about you and I care about your personal safety, which is why I'm so excited to tell you about Birdie Alarms. It is a company created by women for women to help keep you safe. Diffuse a situation anytime you feel uncomfortable. Birdie Alarm emits a loud sound and flashing lights to interrupt an uncomfortable situation and bring eyes on you. Do not be afraid to make noise. You can use and reuse this. Simply scroll up from wherever you're listening and there will be a handy link so you can look at more information. Make your mama happy, make me happy, and stay safe. Make sure you get a Birdie Alarm. I mean, you have a good pulse, so to speak, on what young women are facing and how to kind of help with this knowing and loving who you are and the grass that you're in. Um, is this mm-hmm. just from being that age or do you do small groups? Tell me, tell me all the things. In high school, I had a lot of girlfriends as I had finally grown up to learn how to have healthy girl relationships, which is 
a whole other time. I was about to say, we got to talk about that too. (laughs) Yeah. um, I found myself really just, it was so easy for me to go into these relationships with girls, excuse me, and just ask them deep, genuine questions. And my response that I always got from that, and maybe I like jumped into it too quick, if I'm going to be honest with you, like maybe I jumped into these girl relationships a little too fast because I'd be like, so tell me your heart. Like, <laughs> what do you actually like? Who are you? Um, looking back, that definitely pushed away. Some <laughs> they were like, uh, I don't even know yet. <laughs> yeah, they were like, uh, I don't, I don't need this. But uh, the girls, I'm still very, very great friends with these girls. Um, the girls who put up with me and my bluntness and um, actually chose to have those conversations with me, they are really what sparked that joy for helping young women. Uh, honestly, in high school, and I'll, I'll say this, I met my current now best girlfriend. And the reason that I saw her and wanted to be friends with her was because I saw so much of myself in her. At that time, I didn't want to be friends with any girls because I thought they were all super mean. I was friends with all guys because I loved the attention I got from them. It was super easy for me to get attention from guys. And uh, one of them ended up being my husband, but that's (laughs) something we can talk about later. Um, But I also, I saw her and I was like, wow, you don't hang out with any girls and you only hang out with guys. And I was like, oh wait, that's what I'm literally doing right now. I'm pushing away all female friendships and only going to guys. And God just opened my eyes to be like, you need this girl in your life because you guys are going to be able to relate on so many things. And going into that friendship with her, I didn't really pretend like I knew what I was talking about, but I was like, hey, tell me why you only hang out with guys because I want to be this friend for you. I don't have a friend like this, but I'm going to put myself in the position to be a best friend for you because I see my need and I see your need, but I kind of just put on that big sister role of let's be friends. I'm here for you because I really just had wished somebody had done that in my life. And, you know, being in high school, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. Um, and really since then, I immediately, God just switched my mindset to turn into you need to be an older sister to other girls who aren't your sisters. I do have two younger sisters. One is currently 16 and 16. Yeah. One is 16 and one is 14. So they are currently my, like, if I can be a role model for anyone, it's for them. Mm -hmm. And that friendship in high school brought me so much joy. And that was, like I said, when God just turned my head to be like, you can be an older sister to so many other girls that aren't your sisters and aren't this one girl. So then I guess, like I said, had a lot of conversations with other girls and really enjoyed like actually getting to know their hearts because that is something I wish someone had done for me. And my friends would call me, they would call me wise Kinsley because I would always have like advice to give them all the time. I'd be like, let me just give you all the advice. And next thing I knew, like if I talked about it on social media, my sister's friends would start messaging me questions Mm -hmm. and be like, hey, so I have this problem. And I feel like I love helping people. Let me just reply to this. It brought me so so much happiness. Um, my little sister's friends would write me letters, girls mm-hmm. that I'd never talked to before. They'd be like, hey, I just want you to know that you're a big role model to me in my life. And 
that just brought me to tears. And I was like, if, if I can be this person in somebody's life, I will be. And I was, I was always on social media. I was always comfortable sharing whatever on my stories about anything. Like if I go back and look, I'm like, you probably shouldn't share that on social media, but you did. Um, and yeah, the girls just started messaging me more and more. And it brought me a lot of joy. And my husband now, he saw that in me. He was like, you cannot stop doing this. Yeah. If this is bringing you happiness and it's helping other people, I don't have a business off of it. I don't make money off of helping girls or making these reels or anything. It truly does just bring me that much joy to know that I can be that older sister to somebody else there. And so, like I said, when I became friends with that girl in high school, that was when I saw how much confidence I lacked in myself. And that's where the healthy confidence comes in, where I didn't want to be cocky like the girls that had hurt me so much when I was younger. But I also didn't want to be underconfident to underplay the things that I enjoy. Because I'm a, I'm a loud, bubbly person. I will talk your ear off if you let me. And I didn't want to underplay that because some people had told me I was too much and some people told me I was too little. And you just can't make everyone happy. So. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about how you were kind of in that... Uh, high school stage of not knowing who you should be and you're being a chameleon to try and be the right things for the wrong people. Um, And fast forward to like feeling completely like you are in this God-given role. Um, And and there's seasons of life, maybe not until you're 80, but for right now, like you are doing incredible things. And uh, also kudos to hubby for being like, you are doing the right Mm -hmm. thing and supporting you and seeing that in you. I feel like everything we talked about so far is like coming together right now because Mm -hmm. yeah, other people in your life and, and doing playing your instrument, so to speak in that symphony. And like, it's so needed. So I just love that. It makes Mm -hmm. me so happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's the same thing that brings you joy. There is helping other women, helping other younger women. If it is twenties and, or if it's 30s or teens, you know, yeah, it's yeah. that same finding who you are. And that brings you so much joy just as much as it brings me joy as well. Yeah. 100%. We can relate on that. Yeah. We can relate on that for sure. <laughs> no, I really, I do. I know I feel very called to what I'm doing now. But yeah, I mean, it, it took me longer to find it. So I think that I'm just so glad that you you know what you're doing. I, I, feel, I find like, you know, I'll meet women in their 60s who felt like they just never found it. Just going through the motions. And what a shame to miss this one beautiful life to not be able to, and it could be anything. I mean, there's so, everything is needed. You don't have to be on a stage or have a podcast. Like um, I met a young girl, Emily Fish, if you're listening to this, um, she said that she felt like her role was to support the person who did have the microphone, who like she wanted to be the best number one behind the scenes girl. And like, that's so valuable too. Every, it's all important. It's all needed. Mm-hmm. The floor scrubber is needed. You know, like it's all important. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. And I never want any girls to feel pressured into anything. That's yeah. where I feel like at the beginning I talk about, I'm not even using my college degree right now. I never, ever want anybody to feel pressured into well, my life has to look like this because this is normal. Like I have to work nine to five and I have to work in an office because that's what's normal. And I have to buy a new car because that's normal. And like just going through those motions of, I have to do what everybody else is doing, whether that is career or it is hobby or whatever. Um, 
I ne- I never want anyone to feel like, oh, I have to do this because other people will look down on me or they'll yeah. judge me if they find out I'm not going through those normal motions. And I'm like, take it from the girl who's literally not doing anything through a normal motion. I, it's fine. It's totally fine. And if people are going to look down on you for that, honestly, they should be in a position to come to you and be like, hey, what's going on? How can I help? How can I help steer you in the right direction? And if they're just looking at you and judging you from a distance, you, you don't need to worry about that. That's a fear of judgment that can yeah. tie into all these different things. Fear of judgment of going into that career or that being that number one person behind the scenes that could hold people back from any anything, everything. We just, we care too much about what people think, but it all does come down to like, we're done. Yeah. We're done caring what people think. Yeah. Obviously, if there are people in your life that love and trust you and are going to give you wisdom, like obviously care. They're, we're, I'm not telling you or encouraging you to be total rebellious and just go off the walls, but especially from peers, because girls will judge each other so quickly, yeah. not even care about getting to know another girl. Yeah. And I, I totally feel that I grew up doing that and caring so much, but being t- 22, I'm only 22, but yeah. being 22 and out of high school yeah. and now seeing all these girls that I cared about their opinions so deeply. And I see their lives now. I don't even know them. Yeah. I'm not friends with them anymore. Why, why did I make so many decisions based on what I thought they would think? Yeah. But we just have to stop. And that's a mindset game. That's where that healthy confidence come in, comes in to be like, are you fearing judgment? You have to figure that out within yourself. Are you fearing judgment? Or are you just genuinely not doing things because you don't want to? Because some people will convince themselves that it's, well, I, I just don't want to. It's like, really? Then why do you keep bringing it up to me in conversation? Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like you care. Well, and then, yeah, I mean, I just think about like all the stupid stuff I did to care what people whose name I don't even remember anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so sad, honestly. It's so sad. Some people, and I think like about those people that I cared about their opinions so much. I'm like, did they ever care about me? Right. Yeah. Honestly, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. If anything, like I've, I've had girls who I used to know in high school, middle school, reach out to me now that I'm doing this whole healthy confidence thing on social media and been like, Hey, I love what you're representing, girl. Like, I love that you're doing this. I watch your reels all the time. And I'm like, I I never thought that we would be connected again. Yeah. And if this is something that honestly, if you're caring about what a girl is thinking about you, they're they're too busy worrying about themselves, honestly. That's something that I've heard a lot recently. Is yeah. like people are so worried about themselves, they're not even looking at you. And if yeah. they are, it's for a split second and they forget about it the next, you know. A thousand percent. Yes. Um, I, I saw this TikTok going around about uh, a girl that was bullied really bad when she was in middle school. And like years later in her twenties, the guy who started, he, they had a club, I hate Emily club. And the guy oh who created God. it uh, reached out to her and was like, I just want to apologize. Uh, during that time, my parents were going through divorce. I was going through a lot of junk and I saw you being happy. And I was jealous and angry at that. And it made mm. me a place to you know, throw my anger at you, which mm-hmm. was a, you know, 14 year old response or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but realizing that now as an adult. And so, and so now knowing that if you are that younger person who, or any age being bullied, it is 100% on them, not you. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And how are you going to respond? Because honestly, the response is what they want. Yeah. They want to see you be teared down. They want to see you hurt. But how can you circle around and be the bigger person and know your worth well enough to not let that get to you? Or at least to not let them show it gets to you. Because if you know who you are, you cannot let judgment of other people because on social media, I'm sure you've gotten it too. We can uh, get all the judgment for like reels. People yep. think they're crappy. And we're just like, okay, yeah. Well, you're not my target audience, so you can go. Yeah. But even like, I mean, I've had family who's looked at me and been like, or my sister, my sisters, my younger sisters, who I like think I'm such a great big sister to, they'll look at my reels and be like, you are so nerdy. I'm like, that's because your family, let's be honest. It's because your family. I love you. But if it, if I can even help one person, yep. that's it. I don't, I don't care if it's nerdy, dorky, because it is all those things. I'm not, you know, the reels master or anything. But it's all about that intention of where, where does it come from? For sure. That is so much to be said. I'm doing a mastermind group right now. With a, basically, it's a young woman trying to find their voice who want to speak up on social media. And that's the fear. That's a real thing. Like, getting mm-hmm. hate on social media or, or wondering what your family will think. Like there's a, we could talk about four podcast episodes about that. And I've been there too. Like mm-hmm. I, my first viral video, I had all these randos. Like, I mean, I blocked so many people. It was, but I was, and looking now I'd be like, sure, let's boost the logarithm. I don't care what you say. But at the time I was like freaking out. Like, how can they hate me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, how did you not know this was supposed to be nice. Like this is supposed to be for so much good. How can you hate this? Oh my but gosh. They do. They do. They do. Yeah. And I was um, just going to say really like, you'll hear this again, but like it truly, it like, it does not matter. Like it's almost always someone who has no content. They are literally doing you a favor by boosting the logarithm. Like they're mm-hmm. making a judgment based on a 15, you know, 30, even a minute video. Like, the, like it, it, it doesn't matter at all. Like it, it used Mm-mm. to really, really bother me. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. And literally sometimes if I respond, I say, thank you for your comment, just because it, yeah. was, it gives them no ammunition. <laughs> to- totally. And it does boost your, it boosts your algorithm. It'll get your video out there even more. Um, my first viral video, video, I started doing reels right when reels came out. And my first reel, or not my first reel, my first reel that went viral got a million views. And like, million back then for a million views was yeah. huge, 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 huge. Looking back, I'm like, man, I could have made that real so much better. <laughs> I wish I could have made it so much better. But all oh, the hate, it's funny because it. I posted it. And like a month later, it went crazy while I was on my honeymoon with my husband. Oh, wow. And it got so much hate. It got so much hate. And like, Looking back, I'm like, that's that might be the only reason it got a million views <laughs> because of the hate it was getting. But those couple comments that are like, yes, I'm like, that's it. That that gives it yes. enough for me. Yes. It is so hard for girls to show up on social media, especially because we can use filters all day long mm-hmm. and we can still not be happy with how we look. Yep. There will always be someone out there who won't like it. Even if they're not commenting, if yep. they're watching, there will always be somebody. And what are you going to do? Are you going to try to control that? Right. Are you going to let that hinder you from not doing yeah. it? Yeah. That's the point you're giving, getting it at. Yeah. I, and that's, oh my gosh, this is all so real. <laughs> I hope the girls listening will be like, can relate to this. I was telling our mastermind group this though, and I'm sure you probably do the same thing, but like, I'll, sometimes I'll get in my head and like, oh, if I say it this way, then, you know, I'll get this kind of hate. If I say it this way, I'll get this kind of hate. And then you get paralyzed. And so I'm like, nope. 
And so I clear all that crap out of my head and I have a person that I'm talking to and her name is Jenny. And I know, like, I, I know what she looks like. I know, I know like who, you know, what the kind of content she needs. I, I mean, I get her. Um, and so I'm like, okay, sorry, guy who lives in his mama's basement, who says, hate. you know, <laughs> sorry, like whatever. I'm yes. not talking to you. I'm yeah. talking to Jenny. And then yeah. who cares if Psycho in his mama's basement comments? Great. Thank you for boosting it. So more Jennies can see it. And like, it just mm-hmm. is so freeing to see it that way. Totally. Totally. If you can look at, look back and see what you're posting as helping, like you said, if you have to come up with a person, do it for me. Yeah. It's my younger self. It's, it's high school Kinsley that I'm talking yeah. to. I'm talking to, I wish somebody had told me these things. So I'm like, okay, I, I know like my 16 year old sister, her and her friends, they could probably relate to this. And the guy, like the guys, a lot of this stuff, especially when it comes to looks, yeah. guys will just be like, okay, yeah, we, we get it. You don't like how you look. And it's so much bigger than that. It's like, no, 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 you don't understand. So if a guy is commenting, it's like, this isn't even for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you're not going to like it. Of course, you're not going to relate to it. Yeah. So I can't help you. I can't help you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so much to be said there, but I encourage <laughs> girls listening. Like, I mean, I hope this kind of all ties together. Like, finding what you're created on this planet to do and then speaking Mm -hmm. up because never in history has it been where we all have access to our cell phones, like such a large platform. Can you imagine like even 20 years ago, you know, what what would you like go to a loud arena and grab a megaphone if you wanted to talk to this many people? Like what a blessing to be able to use this tool, these little computers in our hands to, um, to say what you're passionate about. And, you know, yeah. most of the girls listening to this podcast have a powerful, positive voice. And if you're being quiet, that's a problem because there's a lot of people who are not being quiet, who mm-hmm. have much more toxic things to say. And so <laughs> we need your voice, sister. Yeah, we need you. We need your voice. And honestly, even if somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, I don't have a social media platform. I don't really desire that. It's like, listen, listen, I... If you would ever consider yourself a people pleaser, or if you don't consider yourself a people pleaser, ask yourself this. Do you often get into situations where you don't agree with what somebody's saying, but you don't say anything because you you don't want to cause conflict or you don't think that your opinion is important or valid enough to speak up? Because to me, that's that's pleasing that person and not wanting to cause conflict. And so do you believe that you have the worth and that your opinion matters? Honestly, that's where a healthy confidence comes in, whether it's on social media or it's not on social media. I never want anybody to get to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, I I say whatever. I'm always on social media. I have I'm not ashamed of anything. (laughs) I am I am super confident in my looks because that's not real. Nobody's actually like that. And if they are, they're really cocky and they're just hiding and stuffing down all their insecurities because everybody has insecurities in anything, social media or not. Um, And that's where the healthy part of healthy confidence comes in because if you have confidence and it's unhealthy confidence and it's toxic confidence, that means you're cocky. That means people aren't going to want to be around you because you're you're way too much. You're, you think you're all that. But if you don't have any confidence, then you might be a people pleaser. You might be somebody who doesn't feel like they're even worth 
speaking up about. They don't even think they have enough to show up on their social media. And that's not healthy either Yeah. because you are, you are. And if you are, you hurt and you yearn to want to show up and you want to speak your mind, but you just struggle with that. That is where I come in to want to teach you healthy confidence to say you so can, if you're not comfortable, that's okay. But if you can go into a private conversation and speak your mind, that that's enough. Yeah. That is huge. That's a huge step. And it's taking those stepping stones. I'm huge on goal setting and writing down your plans. Like I, I'm a firm believer in planning your life and planning the things that you want to achieve. So if it's something that you want to achieve, you got to figure out who you are and what those stepping stones are to becoming uh, confident and having healthy confidence and having uh, the, and showing up on social media. Yeah. Or just speaking your mind to your coworker when they're talking about something and you don't agree with it, but you don't want to stir the pot. Amen. <laughs> amen. And amen. <laughs> that's, that's the healthy confidence. I think. I love it. And it's so important. You know, um, if you have one follower, you have a platform and yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that everyone has to like be on a soapbox or whatever, but like, right. yeah, like, I mean, your, your voice matters, I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I want to say. Yeah. It does. And if, if I could get a million girls to come tell you that I would, Yeah, I know. I would, because there will come girls. If you are consistent, especially on social media, if you're consistent in whatever you're passionate about, if you, you got to be okay. And even realize if you are satisfied with helping one person, yeah, you have to be satisfied with helping one person. That's where your heart needs to be. Because if you're going into this with wanting to go viral, wanting to have 500 people sign up for your course, you're not going to succeed because you're looking at the greener grass at that point. Preach. You are looking at what could be best. You're not thinking, okay, if I can just go to that one girl and then hope that there's another girl after that, that's where you need to be, especially with social media and comparing ourselves to the viral person, the person with 15,000 followers, the person like, you know, it will always you have to be satisfied with that, especially when it comes to social media. Oh my gosh. I, I'm like nodding my head so much. I'm about to like, do <laughs> and everyone wants to grow their platform, but not everyone is ready. And like you, mm-hmm. so many people, you're not ready to have a million followers. Like there, there are, you know, too much is given, much is required. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you have this small platform right now because you need to develop, or maybe mm-hmm. you have the best platform and the best content ever, but for whatever reason, you need to just be small one-on-one. Like there's no mm-hmm. prizes. There's no, like, it turns out you don't get a private yacht or a private jet just because you have a viral video. Like there's nothing magical about it. Like who cares? Um, but yeah. yeah, what you said was consistent. Amen. Like just consistently show up, uh, yeah. can, like a hundred percent because then your audience will be like, Oh, I can, she's the girl who can help me with this. She's the girl I can count on. Um, I enjoy her content. I want to keep checking her page because I enjoy what she's doing. Um, and we're talking about social yeah. media, but that can be friendship. That can be whatever. Um, consistently mm-hmm. weighs out way more than one big, amazing quote, whatever. Like that's cool. Great. And it will, totally. it's, it's adorable, but it's not as important as consistency. Totally, totally, especially with social media. It's like I have been consistent on social media since before network marketing, before all the things because I just liked it. Yeah. I I only have set like 1700 followers. I don't have a huge following. My videos do not go super viral. Viral, they don't. But 
am I just going to quit? Because I'm like, oh, I'm not even at 2000 followers. Like I've been doing this forever. I show up in my stories every day. Like I do all the right things. But honestly, like I'll I'll take it to this extreme. I'll say, you know what? Maybe God doesn't want me to grow on social media because that might grow my ego. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, it very well could be. Am I going to be content with where I'm at? And I have to decide that there. Yeah, I have days where I want to quit. I have days where I'm just like over it. Nobody's responding. Nobody cares. And those days come and go. Yeah. And we just keep going with consistency. And if it's in friendship, I'll tell you right now with friendship, you got to be consistent as a friend, because if you're going to be flaky as a friend, you're not going to have that many friends. Yeah. I'll tell you, I wouldn't stick around with a flaky friend. (laughs) I'm blunt enough to be like, Hey, like you're flaky. I don't know like what's going on, but people might not be that blunt with you. And you might wonder, you know, why don't you have that many friends? Are are you being flaky? You got to be consistent even in that. Uh, and this yeah. is encouragement to you though. Um, I found your profile. I don't remember how many followers you had. I didn't care. I liked your content and I get emails from people who have people who reach out. I don't know, fancy people with thousands of followers, um, book deals, all this kind of stuff. And they say, Hey, would you be interested in having this guest? Sometimes they're great. I check them out. You know, like sometimes I say, yes, wonderful. I love it. Um, sometimes I don't care how many followers they have. Uh, mm. it's a hard no. Um, and mm. there's a few, you know, things I look at, but I like what you're doing. You're doing great things. Mm. I'm thrilled <laughs> to have this conversation with you. So Thank I think you. keep doing what you're doing. And I'm so glad to have met you. <laughs> Thank you. That is so encouraging. That's a breath of fresh air for me. So I Good. really appreciate that, Katie. Good. Well, how can people stay in touch with what you are doing on the World Wide Web? Uh, well, on, like I said, all I have is my Instagram at this point. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is kins.newbrow. I thank my husband for that last name. I'm like, that is like impossible to say mm-hmm. or spell. So um, I think Katie's going to put it in. We'll link it. Yeah. Yeah, she can link it. <laughs> You're doing great. Thanks, Kinsley. And I'm so, so excited to see what you continue to do. Um, and I can just say, I know you win. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Katie. Hey, did anyone tell you today that you're awesome? You are awesome. I appreciate you hanging out with me in your earbuds. I cannot thank you enough for your support of the show. Hey, it would mean the world to me if you would share this with a friend or leave a review on iTunes. Your support keeps us going and is a chai tea latte to my soul. You are the best, my friends.